Hello, hello, and welcome to Horror Hues. I am your host, Shanika Pishi, and welcome to my first solo podcast. So Horror Hues, um, I created it because I love horror movies, and um, I have another podcast self-created with my co-host, Janelle, and horror movies just is not her thing. Um, during October, I would speak about horror movies with guests, um, but, you know, Halloween horror lives in my life year round. So I wanted um, just my own show where I could talk about it. And then I also want to dive deeper going into urban legends, some mythology, um, and just bringing in a Black woman's perspective. And one thing that actually really got me thinking about this is last year, we were in Savannah, my sister and I, we have our own businesses and sometimes we travel to other cities and we vend at markets and our thing was going to be like nice dinner and going on a ghost tour. So we're on this ghost tour and his like tagline is everywhere you walk you is a dead body and like Shania Twain that don't impress me much because this is America and dead bodies are everywhere, you know? It's America. So I was kind of turned off by that and really annoyed. And a lot of the stories that were told were very sensationalized. It would talk about how the slaves were lined up and just like shot in the head. And it's like, okay, well, who were these slaves? What were their names? What they what did they do? And honestly, they probably did nothing wrong to get shot in the head because they're slaves. And all they're fighting for at that time is their freedom and rightfully so. So my goal is to you know, dig deeper into these stories that I've heard, that I've seen, that have just kind of made me feel not good and hopefully bring a different perspective to that. And, you know, um, if I can't find more information, I'm just going to still give my opinion anyway. So yeah, that tour actually kind of turned me off to ghost tours in general. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll try another one, but I don't know. that It, it just it just wasn't hitting. Just telling me that there's a dead body everywhere. Um, urban Legends, for as long as I can remember, I have absolutely loved Urban Legends, so I want to discuss that as well. I love Greek mythology. I think everyone had their moment in um, middle school where Greek mythology was life. So I want to talk about that as well. Hopefully I can uh, bring some guests on and discuss some things. So yeah, let's just, let's have some fun. Let's get to it. So for the first episode, I wanted to keep it light and fun. So I am going to be discussing the blackening. Um, Overall, really, really enjoyed it. I highly suggest everyone go and check it out. Even if horror movies are not your thing, check it out and just support. Um, you know, I did see some people comment saying that some of the jokes and the situations became redundant, but I, I don't know. I just feel like I've been watching horror movies for a long time. And I feel like in general, horror movies are redundant. Either you have like the 80s style tits and ass slashers, or you've got like the supernaturals, like the newer ones where it's just like the paranormal of like the insidious and the conjuring where it's just nothing but a bunch of jump scares one or, one or two deaths. So personally for me, I feel like horror movies are redundant in general. So just go and enjoy them and, you know, chill the fuck out. Stop trying to be a critic, even though that's, I guess, what I'm kind of being right here. But I don't know. It's my podcast. I can do it. Blip. Okay. So 
the blackening it's a group of friends who are getting together for the weekend from um their friends from college they're getting together it's also juneteenth weekend and in horror movies the joke for as long as I can remember for as long as I've been watching horror movies is like if there's a black person in there they're probably gonna die they're probably gonna do some stuff that's not very typical of a black person but you know that's just kind of the fate that they're given so what do you do when everybody is black who do you choose dies so that is the premise of the blackening so the movie starts off with a couple at the cabin Morgan and Sean and they are getting prepared for their friends to come they find a room and on the outside of the door it says game room so as they walk in they see a board game called the blackening <laughs> they see a very stereotypical blackface character with big lips and gat teeth shortly a voice comes on and tells them they have to play the game and if they get a question wrong one of them will die the question is, which black character has survived a horror movie? <laughs> and instantly they both say Jada Pinkett Smith and Omar Epps in Scream 2. If you've seen the movie, you know they both die before the opening credits. And I always think about my cousin. He, um, he was like, yeah, I got to go see Scream 2. I got to go see my girl Jada. And my sister kind of gives him a look like, okay, well... Have fun with that. Don't waste your time, but, you know, have fun with that. <laughs> so as we're in the theater, I'm thinking my answer would have been Brandy, a.k.a. Carla from I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. So I would have I would have won that round. All right. So the boyfriend gets killed. He gets shot with an arrow to the neck and then Morgan is grabbed. And then soon we are um, we're cutting to the rest of the group traveling up towards the cabin. We meet Dwayne, Lisa, and Allison, and Dwayne is asking who's going to be at the cabin because he thought it was going to be seven of them, and someone slipped and mentioned that there would be eight. At this time, we see Lisa and Allison give each other the look, and I have that in quotations because there's just kind of like this thing that Black people do where we just kind of give each other a look, and that just communicates everything that we're thinking and of course because it's the movie they take it to another level they're having conversations um you know allison is commenting lisa on her new hairstyle um it was pretty funny and it's so funny that this situation happened because last week when i took my son to karate one of the parents who's a black guy asked my opinion on the whole submersible situation <laughs> And before I even realized it, I kind of did like one of those like slow turns and like cocked my head and did like an eye roll. And he was like, I just gave him the black stare. And he's like, I knew exactly how you felt and you don't even have to say anything. So it's a real thing, you guys. All right. And so we meet more characters and one of them is named Shanika. And hello, you know, I'm thrilled after I can't remember how long I've been watching horror movies. We can just say 40 years, okay? Like my whole life, it's just been horror movies. And never, ever, ever did I think I would see a character with my name in a horror movie. So Shanika is at the gas station stocking up on alcohol when she runs into Clifton. And he is another schoolmate. And he tells her that he was also invited to join the group. And she's kind of thrown off by that because Clifton wasn't really close with any of them. But, you know, it's like, whatever, we'll just roll with it. So while the two of them are speaking, there's a store clerk who has a disfigured eye and he's been watching them. He actually kind of stepped behind the counter and is following them down the aisle. And she's like, OK, let's just get the hell out of here and make it to the cabin. 
So the rest of the group is at the cabin, and we meet Officer White, and he's giving them a hard time, not believing that they rented the cabin, and they show their confirmation, and he makes a remark saying how the family usually doesn't rent out the cabin to certain people, and someone yells out, oh, you mean black people? And once everyone is settled and at the cabin, they realize Morgan and Sean aren't around, so they assume they're still getting things ready for the weekend. During this time, we get a few more tropes. There's um, King, and he's made a Kool-Aid vodka and has added, like, a shit ton of sugar into it. <laughs> no one wants to drink it and says that he's going to get a cramp from all of that sugar. What I also thought was funny about this part is, like, he's pouring the drinks into mason jars, and he, like, does that thing where you don't use the counter to, like, evenly measure the liquids. You kind of just, like, hold it up and think that it's, like, even enough, and you just, like, roll with it. And I'm like, I don't know. It's like, is that a Black thing? Because I've totally done that before. So, relatable. So, as the group continues to settle in, they're drinking, you know, they're taking drugs, and then they start to play spades. And I will go ahead and put this out there. As a Black person, spades is not my game at all. The whole group is wondering why Clifton is there because no one was close to him, as I mentioned. And he also talks about how he never really learned how to play spades and if someone can show him. And they kind of are like, oh, well, you know, we already decided on like teams before we came up here and we just don't really have the time to show you. So he's just kind of getting um, pushed to the side, just getting the runaround. So a couple of times they lose power in the cabin. So after... And um, like second or third time, they go and search for a power box. And this is where they find the game room. And again, the sign is back out there. It says game room. And they're like, we didn't see this before. What's going on? And they're like, oh, this is something that Morgan set up. You know, she likes to go all out. So they head into the game room. They're looking around and they see the game, The Blackening. Once they open the game, they see Morgan's earrings and they mention how she never takes them off and something must be up. And then they start to look at the other game pieces, and each game piece relates to um, each person's personality. Pretty soon, the voice from the beginning comes back on, and the, they come back on the TV and tells them that they have to play. If they refuse to play, Morgan dies. And then they also show um, that Sean has been killed. He has an arrow through his neck, um, and that Morgan has been held, she's being held hostage. So the questions focus on black culture and there was a question about Nas's song, One Mike, and uh, one of the characters does like this out of this world math to figure it out. And I was just like, okay, power to them. I probably would have lost this round very early on. <laughs> so they're answering all the questions correctly. And then it comes to the part where they're told to name all the black um, characters, I'm sorry, name all the black actors that ever appeared on the TV show Friends. <laughs> Everyone claims they never watched Friends, but they do remember certain black actors that appeared on the show. The only person I remember appearing on the show was Aisha Tyler because um, I was obsessed with her. So after they think they get it right, the voice tells them, wrong answer. The correct answer was, I never seen it. I watch Living Single. <laughs> and um, I remember it was, I think Queen Latifah was on a talk show and it was years ago. And she had mentioned how friends kind of took their idea from Living Single. And you know what? I believe it. <laughs> this is America. All right, so with that, Morgan is set to get killed. 
she's supposed to be scalped, but due to her strong wig glue, only her wig comes off and she's able to make a run for it. She like kicks the killer and then she starts making her way up the steps and because they're looking at a camera at this time. So they see here come up the steps from the basement slash dungeon, but the door is locked. Um, so King, his character is supposed to be like the stereotypical, like, quote unquote, thug. And everyone's asking if he like brought a gun with him. He's like, you know, why do you guys think I have a gun? You know, I put that life behind me. You know, I'm a changed man. I'm married, blah, blah, blah. They keep on calling his wife the slave. And he's like, y'all going to stop saying that. She's Armenian. So anyways, after all of this, like, I don't have a gun. I don't have a gun. He goes and runs. And guess what? He has a gun and he uses it to shoot off the lock. So the door opens and they don't see Morgan and it's just completely pitch black. Next thing you know, an arrow is shot and it hits King. <laughs> After this, they are back in the game room and are forced to play. And then at this point, it's like they the host says to them or the killer says to them, I should say, since horror movies are known for killing the only black person in the film, they have to choose which character is the blackest. Everyone starts to state their case on why they aren't the blackest, but eventually they vote for Clifton because he admitted to voting for Trump twice. So Clifton goes outside and we see him get shot and killed by an arrow. After this, the group decides to go and get help and Allison makes that suggestion that they should split up because the killer can't target them if they are separate. And this is like, she's kind of like having a hard time seeing it. Like she's about to like throw up because again, as black folks, when we watch movies, we're like, don't split up. That's so stupid. That's when you get killed. It never works out well. So <laughs> at this time, they start talking about how this feels like the end of Set It Off. And instantly I start singing to myself, missing you. And the next thing you know, they start quoting the lyrics to each other. And it's like, you're my sister, my strength, my pride, only God knows why. <laughs> um, so I was cracking up at that part. And then everyone starts doing like that typical like thing that black people do, like kind of giving like hugs and whatnot and giving like that hug and love to each other. Like this may be the last time they see each other. Shanika King and Allison head out towards the woods. And at one point, Allison takes some Adderall and it's having quite an effect on her. Like she starts tripping, like her arms are flailing and everything. And I was, again, cracking up. Again, you know, if it's legal in your state, I highly suggest that you should partake and go see this movie. So Shanika sees a lake and she says she's going to swim across to get help. And she tells King, because King has um, two arrows in him by this time, and tells him to stay in the tree and keeps lookout. And the actor or the actress that plays Shanika X Mayo, I believe is her name, she said that she wanted to do it herself because, again, there's that trope that black people can't swim. I remember it was eighth grade. And someone said to me, they're like, do you know how to swim? I was like, yeah, of course I know how to swim. And someone's like, oh, because such and such said black people can't swim. And I really think that was just like the stupidest shit ever because we grew up around pools and beaches and lakes. And I was like, of course I can swim. What, like, who doesn't know how to swim? You know, like that was just mind blowing to me. So as Shanika's swimming in the lake, the um, you just start to see arrows just kind of like fly by her head. And so the killer has showed up and is starting and starting to shoot arrows and trying to get Shanika. 
<laughs> at this point, King jumps down from the tree and tries to fight the killer, but due to all the sugar, his leg cramps up and he falls to the ground. <laughs> so you think King's about to die, but here comes Allison, who has transformed herself into Commando. Like she got like mud and everything, the stripe across her face. Y'all, she like, <laughs> she fucks the killer up. Like she took um, the tips from the arrows and kind of made like, claws like wolverine style like she she fucked him up and they take off the mask and they learn it's the clerk from the store and then the other group Dwayne, namdi and lisa they run into officer white of course they're skeptical of him but he promises he's one of the good ones they go to his car and when he's about to get in they see something or I'm sorry, the officer sees something and he goes to check it out. And as they're waiting in the car, they find the killer's mask and they think Officer White is the killer. Officer White comes back to the car and asks them to open up. They hold up the mask and he says he found it on the ground. He's like, come on, let me in. I promise I'm just trying to help you out. And they're just not buying it at all. And the next thing you know, he's shot by an arrow in the neck and he dies. Oh, wow. So the group heads back to the house and encounters the second killer and Lisa ends up killing him with a candlestick. Shout out to Clue. And we find out the killers are brothers whose family actually owned the cabin and that they must have been hired by someone. So in another room, we see Officer White in Clifton's body. Pretty soon, Clifton's body comes to life and he reveals that he's behind it all. It all started from his blackness being judged and his lack of skills when it comes to playing spades. Again, relatable. <laughs> so one night um, in college, you know, he's at a party. He's asking once again to play. I think um, he does play, but he messes up one of the books or something because with spades, it's all about getting books and you don't want to renege. And I'm not even going to try to explain the game to you because that's, you know... That's just not in my arsenal. Like, I just, I don't play spades. Um, anyways, so him being shunned for not feeling or being black enough leads him to get um, drunk. And then he drives and kills a woman. And then he ends up serving four years in prison. And he decides he wants to bring the whole group together and kill them off one by one. And then he plans to drop him down a well as he did with Morgan and Sean's body. Eventually, so there's like another scene where um, everyone is trying to communicate with each other. <laughs> um, again, just like through looks, but then they realize that Clifton has heard everything with the plan. And I guess that's a part where people are like, okay, that's kind of redundant. But I don't know. I like, I just, I was enjoying the whole movie. So I, it was funny to me. So um, once Clifton has been defeated, <laughs> the group is outside and they contemplate whether or not they should call the cops. Again, like this is like just realistic stuff. I, I mean, it's I wouldn't say that the movie because someone was asking me if it's like scary movie style, like silly or goofy. And I was like, no, it's just kind of like situational comedy. It's like, OK, we're the good guys and we defeated the bad guy. But how's it going to look to a cop that is pro most likely going to be white? He's going to come out and just guns a blazing, shoot first, ask questions later. So they're like, OK, we will call the fire department because they don't have weapons. And, you know, their whole job is to help and rescue us well 
the fire department shows up and they all get hosed down. <laughs> and that is the end of the blackening. So there was like one other scene when um, Shanika is talking to Lisa. I'm sorry, Shanika is talking to Allison. <laughs> and she goes, listen, if you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, you better wake up and pay attention. Sister Act 2, y'all. <laughs> Again, I don't know why, but there's just certain scenes of a movie that Black people, we just have a grip on. And anyone that you know, if you say Sister Act 2, that's probably what they're going to sing and say first, and then probably Joyful Joyful. I mean, that was probably my favorite part. The If you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, when everyone's like singing and harmonizing, and then at the end, when they're singing Joyful Joyful, they all like rip off their robes and they're like dancing and flipping and just having the time of their life on stage. Um, like I said, overall, I really loved it. Uh, there is a final girl and her name is Shanika. And again, that couldn't make me more ecstatic. So yeah, I definitely think you should check out The Blackening. Um, if you have seen it, let me know what you think about it. I would love to discuss it. Um, so send me an email at horrorhues at gmail.com. I will be coming out with an Instagram if I don't have one by now. But um, by the time this comes out, you can DM me. Um, yeah, I really hope you guys enjoyed this. Let me know what urban legend that you're into or what you want to know about. Or if you're just like Shanika, just talk because your voice is absolutely amazing. And I would say you are absolutely right. So yeah, friends, um, check out The Blackening. Support, support, support. And please like, share, rate, subscribe, review my podcast. Much appreciated. Till next time. Bye. Bye.